Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week, as part of November being Men's Health Month, I'm sharing with you easy ways to get people to talk. So I'm looking at the top ways that I share with people probably every week with clients, with organisations to help them to get people to talk. So these are not exclusively for men, but they do work really well for men, for women, for children, for spouse, partner, boss, anyone you like really. So do listen in for the quick and easy top tips to be able to support somebody when you think that they need to talk. I really hope you get value from this episode. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and life without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host. I'm a leadership coach and workplace trainer helping you and your workforce to increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, if you've not done this before, please do find the little subscribe button on your podcast app and ensure that you never miss another episode. Importantly, too, please leave a review. It helps the podcast platform to know what's popular and to be able to share it with other people. So thank you if you've already done that. If not, go over and get it done now. As I've said, as well as the wellbeing workshops, I work with uh, leaders and individuals on a one-to-one basis to provide coaching to help them elevate their performance and enhance their well-being, which is why I'm really passionate about Men's Health Month as well. Now, Steve is a managing director and he said, I really value that I now have the techniques to manage the stress levels and the ability to let go of emotional baggage. He said, I feel calmer, more in control of many situations in my life and able to manage work and life more resiliently. So if you want to elevate your performance, improve your leadership skills, then get in touch with me. Alternatively, if you want to be able to adopt a culture in your workplace that enhances well-being and promotes development, personal and professional, that will help you to retain talent, enhance performance and even increase your competitive advantage, then do get in touch with me and let's book a call to talk about how I can help you do that. So as I said in the intro, I'm talking today about easy ways to get people to talk. It's so important to ensure that you have the right right approach to get people to open up and feel safe to talk to you. I'm chuckling slightly there by uh, my use of the word right. By saying the right approach, I'm not really saying that what you've been doing is wrong per se, it's just that there are better ways. So keep listening and I'll explain. Um, 
But whilst it might seem like there are awareness days, weeks and months for everything right now, and you might get to the point where you feel saturated by all of these times and events, it's important to recognise that they are there because they are needed. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything all at once. What we do have to recognise is that one in four of us, or since COVID, I think it's been saying one in three of us, will experience a mental health problem each year. For men in particular, it can be an awkward subject to talk about. You know, we've got that stigma there for all of us, but it's particularly difficult for men. Um, so for many people, man or woman, it can be, because of that stigma, it can be difficult to be heard. But you don't have to be an expert to help somebody or to get them to open up to talk. So as I said, these are the top ways that I share probably every week with clients and organisations to help them open up these conversations and they're not exclusively for men. In fact, often, in fact, the first place, as I'll go on to explain in a bit more detail, the first places that I used this was at home with my children when I adopted them. But let's start at the beginning. First, we have to notice Pay attention to your mates, to your colleagues, to your staff, to your teams, to your kids, to your spouse, whoever it is that we're talking about. Pay attention. What do you see? By getting to know them in the first place, or you probably already do if it's mates and colleagues, you're able to spot when things are different. So do you notice them being different? Perhaps they're doing something more or something less than usual. From that I mean, are they more grumpy, less interactive? Are they more argumentative? Are they less sociable? Are they finishing their drink faster, drinking more? Are they coming to work later? You know, or getting in earlier or staying later than everyone else? It's about noticing the little clues, not necessarily the big ones. My daughter talks more. So she sits down at the dinner table after a day at work and she's... Blah, 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 blah just non-stop until I feel like I'm really struggling to actually listen. My husband bites his nails and is more fidgety. I sleep or read more, which, um, granted, is uh, less easy to notice, but it would probably mean within the household that I'm going to bed earlier and that I'm probably still a little bit, a little bit more withdrawn, I'm not watching television or uh, joining in with things like that. Um, I also swear more so I even spot that in myself when I'm talking about something that's getting me a bit bothered and a bit irate and that's bothering me this the language oh my um you know but it's I'm sharing that because it's an indicator rather than us standing there thinking oh yeah there I'm on a bit today notice it oh that's really interesting has it been like that for long and then if it's the next time and the next time for me, often it's meant to be just at that time that I'm relaying a story or a situation. But notice it. And is it staying like that? The second thing to do is ask twice. Obviously, we all say to somebody, Hiya, you're right. How are you? And it's the a traditional, good British, I'm fine type thing. And it depends on the tone of voice with I'm fine. Again, you're noticing but asking twice gives somebody the opportunity to get past that initial 
response that really is kind of just a greeting or hello type answer. There are a few ways that you can ask twice. Accept the first, I'm fine. Bring the conversation along, you know, what have you been up to? How did you get on with so-and-so? And then go back and say, and how are you really? And notice how my voice changed a bit there. How are you really? So it's like I'm leaning in, I'm turning it down, I'm talking more calmer and sort of, you know, just asking again, slowing it down and um, getting into listening mode, which I'm coming to next. Some people, I do say, and would you tell me if you weren't? And it kind of raises a chuckle or sometimes it's a bit of silence where they genuinely think about it. But that even that puts the message there that you're available and that you care. So definitely ask twice. Listen carefully. And listen rather than just to listen. Instead of listening to fix things or to answer their next question or to provide solutions. Listening is really powerful, hugely powerful. And keeping that silence bit with it. I always say to people, the silence bit, we're all frightened of silence, you know, don't, we don't like those sort of empty long gaps and things. But actually, you can use that to your advantage. I know this sounds a bit wicked and a bit devious and a bit deceptive. I don't know, I'd say what word you like really, but it works. So we're using it. Just go with it. But if you leave that silence there, the other person is, more, is just as likely to get uncomfortable as you, but you're using it as a tool, if you like. So they are more likely to fill that silence. So listening instead of speaking is hugely powerful. So you're listening to someone to understand rather than to find solutions and to fix things. And I do talk on other episodes about the power of your support network and about the empathy being important. It's all linked in the show notes. But this, again, is where having somebody to listen is hugely important. Now, if you feel that you are sitting there and just not speaking at all and they think, oh my God, am I being rude and that they're not listening, you can respond with phrases that then don't stop the flow of conversation. So it might be about, well, I'm, I'm here for you. Oh, wow, that sounds hard. That must be tough. Gosh, really? Now, I have a friend that every time I kind of went into sort of, you know, just be empathic, they stopped talking. So I just ended up going, mm-hmm, hmm, ah, oh, right, okay? Because then there's no words that are going to stop the conversation, but it is about showing that you're listening. And, you know, because it might sound a bit trite, but they can be really powerful for the person talking. What's not great is if we fix quickly or dismiss or minimise. Phrases that can do that are, just do this, you know, which is just implying whatever it is that you do. Well, they're not in your shoes. They don't have the way that your brain works, you know, whatever it is. They don't have your upbringing and all of those things. So a just do this isn't necessarily going to work for them. And they might not have given you the whole picture. They might have just given you a snippet. And so again, don't worry about it. I hate this phrase. Don't worry about it. 
is quite dismissive, but also I say to people, do you know what, if we could just lift the top of our head, flick that switch and go, worry, it's turned off, um, that wouldn't that just be marvellous? But we can't. So using that phrase, it's quite dismissive, oh, just don't worry about it, as if it's okay, oh, it doesn't really matter. And definitely don't minimise, as in there's people worse than you. One of the biggest messages I give to people all the time is you are entitled to your feelings. Regardless of what else is going on in the world, you are entitled to your feelings. There might be worse people than you. There might be bigger worries. There might be bigger concerns. But if this is bothering you, it's valuable and it means something to you. So you are entitled to your feelings. That's all you've got to recognise. Okay? Now, question gently. And I mean gently. Says me that, you know, comes across like I'm bullying a china shop sometimes with me Yorkshire Yorkshire accent. And, you know, like I just dive in and I'm chuckling away even at this on a fairly serious topic. But if you really want to get some understanding or to draw people out once they've started to talk, then there are three key phrases that I share every single day, practically, with all of my clients and in my workshops. Now, I first used these phrases with my kids. And let's not forget, you know, that when I adopted them, they came with trauma that we knew nothing about. So obviously, that's a mental health issue in itself. So I've been where you are, trying to help people, not having a clue what's going on. I began noticing the behaviour. I began to notice when they were jumpy or fidgety or shouty or running off, quite honestly. So instead of doing the kind of what's up with you, why did you do that? Why did you run away? Because when we do that, we automatically get defensive as human beings. doesn't matter what age we are, doesn't matter what sex we are, we get defensive because there's bits of our brain that are wired to do this for our survival mechanism. So asking these questions asks in a way that keeps it curious and keeps the brain calm. So it's more likely to have people open up to answer us. So the first one is I'm wondering. So start any sentence with I'm wondering and you get a better result than kind of what's up, what's the matter, what's going on or why. Then tell me more. This is particularly useful when you're wanting more information. If they've given you a teaser, for example, in the summer, Youngest daughter Jade, she was stressing about her work and she wanted some more hours, but, you know, work wasn't good and what was she going to do? We know, was the uni, was the more study, was the full-time job? And I explored a little with her about the current work that she was doing and then she said, well, if that doesn't happen, then I'll look for another job. And I was like, whoa, in my head, whoa, what happened there? Uh, look for another job? Um... So the listening happened and then I said, tell me more about look for another job. And that's not proper phraseology, is it? But it doesn't matter. But it turns out that she was not keen on a big chunk of her work that she'd not mentioned at all. So we talked that through. She felt better because she had a choice and because she had a plan. And thankfully, she's now got a new job that I was able to support her in the right way rather than guessing 
or helping her with something that wasn't really the problem. So use I'm wondering, tell me more and then the final one is help me understand. This can be used at the beginning, the middle or the end of the conversations. You know, help me more. Help me understand what's happening that's making you so grumpy at the minute. Help me understand what I can do to help this situation. So I'm going to leave it there for today with those top tips. So to recap, just notice what's been going on if there's something different. Ask twice. Listen to understand. Question gently with those three sentence openers. I'm wondering, tell me more, help me understand. And remember that you don't need to fix things. You just need to listen. I really hope that's been helpful for you today and that there is something in there that you can put to use and get to work for you really easily, but really effectively, more importantly. I would love to know how you find using those. And as ever, if you've got any questions, drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com or go over to my website at www.emmalankton.com. If this has been helpful, please do share on social media. Tag me. LinkedIn and Twitter are my main platforms. I'd love to know how you get on with these tips and if you find them helpful. Don't forget to leave a review, please. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.